Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Breaking news, friends and neighbors, as we begin today's episode, recording on April 30th, 2018, there are 7.583158523 people alive on the planet. That's a little over 7.5 billion. Hi, I'm Ben. Can you break that down to one of those fancy math numbers where it's like something to the something? I could. Yeah, Yeah, I could. Are you good? Are you mathy like that, Ben? Uh, you know, I've been known to dabble. I don't have a personal passion for it. No. Yeah. What about you, No. Were your SAT scores pretty balanced between English and math? Uh, higher in English. Mine were way higher in English, way out of whack mm-hmm. with the maths. So I may have to lean on you uh, for uh, math support in this episode. Hi, my name's Noel. So out of <laughs> 7.5 billion people, uh, you have chosen to... Tune into a podcast featuring three of those people, just a measly three out of billions. Uh, we are so glad you're here. Uh, but wait, Ben, but wait, Noel, you might be saying, who is this mysterious third person you're talking about? Why, it's our super producer, Casey Smooth Jazz Pegram. Oh, man, I like that. That new smooth jazz Casey sound effect. <laughs> We did not run this by Casey before. He's making a face. Is he making a face? Is it a pleasurable face? I'm into it. Cool. Oh, all right. And that's been Casey <laughs> on the case. It has been. Um, so now that we've established that we're going to be talking about uh, uh, large numbers of, of humans, mm-hmm. why don't we take a step back and, and let's kind of like couch that with, with a historical topic. Right. Yes. Let's uh, let's. Dare I say, make the people what they want. A story about ridiculous history. So we'll come back to that number that is that is ticking as as we record uh, from something called theworldcounts.com, where you can find things like world population clocks. Is that the same as the doomsday clock? 
It's thankfully not. No, okay. it's different. Okay. Uh, but for some people who consider uh, our society at large on the verge of collapse, then yes, it's a different doomsday clock. But we will return to that in a very important way. Today, we'd like to set the scene for everyone in the U.S. and abroad by saying uh, that there's there's something quirky about the United States, uh, despite the fact that it is a representative democracy. Mm. Several of our presidents, our commanders-in-chief, and several other uh, people in high positions of power, like the Supreme Court, for instance, or senators and so on, they tend to be related, not all the time. And of course, most of you are surely aware of the big-name political dynasties like the Bushes Mm -hmm. or the Kennedys. But how about the Roosevelts? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, the Roosevelts. Uh, for many people, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, remains an incredibly popular or controversial figure. Not everybody likes him, even in the modern day. Wasn't he a populist? Yes, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was the mastermind in many ways behind what is known as the New Deal, which had a lot of shall we say, left-leaning programs at the time. Well, sure. And it also um, provided a lot of people jobs when they were in desperate need of said jobs Mm -hmm. in order to help build up our infrastructure, everything from roads and bridges to things like, what what else? The TVA, Tennessee Valley Authority, that's a huge one. There were... uh, Folkways collection programs, uh, there any number of things, a lot of infrastructure that was direly needed. He served as the 32nd president of the United States from 1933 until his death in 1945. However, you may be saying, what about that other Roosevelt? Teddy Bear? Yes, Theodore Roosevelt. What's- Teddy Ruxpin Roosevelt. Yes, yep, yep. This is the 26th president of the United States, and... Oddly enough, yes, the teddy bear is named in his honor. Wasn't he the one who carried a big stick? And spoke softly? Yeah. Yes, that uh-huh. is that is the quote you'll hear about him. Yeah. He was president for eight years from 1901 to 1909. So, like many people, uh, you would assume that he and Franklin were related pretty closely, right? You know, and it's funny. Yes, I would assume that, Ben. In fact, I did assume that because it's the kind of thing you just take at face value. You got your Kennedys. You got your Bushes. Why can't you have your Roosevelts? Sure. And you can, but not in the way you might think. No, no, it turns out. So one of the assumptions would have been that perhaps Theodore, we'll call him Roosevelt the Elder, was the father of Franklin Roosevelt or maybe an uncle or something like that. Right, because they, I was about to say, ruled (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they uh, they governed like 30 years apart. Yeah, decades. And it's not the case, although the math might seem to roughly check out. It is not the case that they are father, son, or uncle, nephew at all. They are related, but in a much more distant way. In a much more distant way that sort of shimmies us on to the next chapter that we're going to get into. But it's interesting. They're related in two different ways. Mm-hmm. Um in fact, they are uh, – they shared a great, 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 great grandfather. So that's four greats. Four greats, making them fifth cousins. 
<laughs> right. Right? Right. Did I get that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the question there is, just to spend some time on this first relationship, the question there when we get to the fifth cousinry of this is a question for you folks. Are you in regular contact? Be honest now. Are you in regular contact with your fifth cousins? Even one? Can you name one of your fifth cousins? May I speak for the group? Uh, speak for yourself, please. Yeah, I will speak for myself, but I choose to speak with the voice of the people in saying no. <laughs> okay, yes. Well, uh, I myself am not super close with my fifth cousins. You got a fifthy? You know him, though? You know, I know, I know of them. Really? Yeah. Tennessee's a weird place. Man. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, but I think if we're hanging out, it would just be at the the big events, you know, collapse of civilization, yeah. some somebody's birthday or death, something wow. like that. I would have thought those would have been reversed. I thought collapse would have come more of a last resort, but... That's the one where I think we're most likely. Is that how you do it? I'm Uh, telling you, man. man, Well, speaking of uh, strange bedfellows, no, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Sure, I'll go with that. Go with it. Yeah, yeah. with it. Um, The other way they were related Mm -hmm. is that uh, FDR's wife, Eleanor, and it's funny. I actually always used to think that Franklin's middle name was Delanor, and it was weird to me that his wife's name was Eleanor. That was Delanor and Delanor Eleanor. and Eleanor, but no, it's Delano and Eleanor. Yes, um, th- she in fact was uh, Teddy's niece, direct right. niece, mm-hmm. right? Yes, that is correct. Which is confusing because her n- last name is Roosevelt, without Franklin, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And yet his last name was Roosevelt, and they married. She didn't have to change her last name. Right. Did I get that right? Yeah. That's it, weird. That's it, why. That's why this is all very flummoxing. And this also means that FDR and Eleanor, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Eleanor Roosevelt were fifth cousins themselves once removed. Both fifth cousins. Five by five in it. Wow. Right. It's literally the same relationship. Right. It sounds strange. And this may have some of us wondering, are we going to jump the shark here? Is this going to be an episode about unknown incest in the U.S. presidency bordering on that of the Egyptian royalty? Jump the history shark. <laughs> we we just might. But the, the fact remains that this was not a strange, untoward, or in any way ethically questionable relationship. No, nah, man, it's fifth. <laughs> it's fifth. It's fifth. Fi- fifth is fine. It's fine if it's fifth. Yes. Okay, so that's it. That's the show, folks. They're just not not as related as we thought. Yeah, we kind of thought that ourselves where we were like, this is a show? Is this the whole show? But you know what? Sometimes finding a little quirky fact like this can open up a whole field of rabbit holes full of quirky facts. <laughs> right, right. A panoply, if you will. We asked ourselves, what other strange um, genealogical secrets does the U.S. presidency hold as an office, right? And that's when we ran into a crazy question. Are all U.S. presidents related? I, th- I think we both just assumed no. Yeah, it seems like a long walk to get to that question from our FDR and uh, Teddy Roosevelt related to are all presidents related. But as it turns out, um, this is we're not the only ones asking this question, Ben. You're not the only ones asking this question. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, You know who else was asking this question? Yes. 12-year-olds. Yep, yep, 12-year-olds. Specifically, a budding genealogist by the name of Brigitte d'Avignon. Amazing name. That's that's an amazing name. So she was uh, 12 years old back in 2012, Mm -hmm. and then she came out with 
a family tree that had some earth-shaking implications, right? Yeah, man, it seems like she scooped, like, the genealogy community at large with this one. Um, 12-year-old Bridgeanne Davignon, um, who is a resident of Salinas, California, uh, for a school project, get this, created a family tree that connected 42 of the 43 at the time U.S. presidents to a single common ancestor, a real jerkwad by the name of King John of England, or John Lackland, as uh, his pappy called him. Yes, uh, famously named that for signing the Magna Carta in 1215, which limited his power as a monarch and led to the formation of what we recognize as the modern British government. Yeah, in fact, um, John had such a horrible reputation for cruelty and incompetence that uh, he was kind of strong-armed into signing that fateful document um, by these rebelling barons who had had enough of his shenanigans. And uh, essentially, it limited his power. It lost him a whole lot of land and basically kind of neutered the monarchy um, for all intents and purposes from that point on. What we're saying is that Lackland was not a compliment. It wasn't uh, It wasn't ironic either. No, and he was famously um, portrayed as the villain in the Robin Hood stories um, because of his, you know, just notorious greed and cowardice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, by the way. That's what we're referring to, I assume, in the 90s. I was thinking more of the Disney one where he's like a skinny um, lion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I he's always sucking his thumb. He's sort of a proto-scar. Yeah. We should do an entire show on Robin Hood in the future because the facts don't really resemble the fiction, uh, which may surprise some people, maybe startle some people, but it's worth it. Well, oh, we will say that he was a human being and not a, um anthropomorphic fox. No, no, or, or, or a lion, thumb-sucking lion. Um, but no, here's the thing. This uh, this young lady in mm-hmm. California came up with this project um, from, I think she was originally trying to trace her own ancestry, and then somewhere along the way kind of decided that she wanted to go way, way, way deeper um, in the form of scouring over 500,000 names to find what she termed the presidential Adam. And her grandfather was actually sort of an amateur genealogist himself, and he helped her out. Here's the thing, though. Um, What she did that everyone before her, all of the people in the professional genealogy community had not done, was she looked at both male and female uh, family lines to make this connection. And the only president that did not tie back to uh, King John was Martin Van Buren, and that's because he uh, hailed from Dutch roots. Right. And this is, again, this is according to her findings with the help of her armchair genealogist's grandfather. One thing we can say, heck of a science project, probably the best one of the year there at Monte Vista Christian School in Watsonville. But she also found out that she is the 18th cousin of President Barack Obama. She wrote to President Obama to share her findings. And as of 2012, she said she received a form letter from the White House. But, you know, maybe she got a handwritten one later because it's 2018. That's a know. kick in the pants, though. That's no, I, I, I have followed up and I haven't found any new information about this. No. She also apparently uh, was trying to raise money for the trip by selling signed copies of her uh, massive uh, 
sort of vision board-esque family tree with Barack Obama's head center in the middle. U.S. President Barack Obama, world leader, surrounded by his cousins with thousands of names. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts of a spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So this leads to a question that we all have to ask. We have to be skeptical. We can't be instantly taken in by a snappy headline. And, you know, we were talking about this off air when I I had brought up some of this stuff. And the question was, are we crushing the dreams of a child if we say that it isn't true? Luckily, it turns out, it is kind of true, this this idea of a web of relationships. But like the relationship between Franklin Roosevelt and Theodore Roosevelt, it's not true in the way you might think. It's not particularly remarkable either. No, no, it is not. Yeah, John was just not friends with anybody. He was constantly feuding with the papacy, uh, quarrels over um, the election to the See of Canterbury after the death of Hubert Walter, um, Pope Innocent. The third decided that John's nominee was no good and instead elected Stephen Langton. And this infuriated John, and they just really were not uh, were not very close. Um, here's the thing, too. King John 
in addition to being cruel, he was known for starving his enemies to death. In fact, in an article from the BBC entitled The Lost Jewels of Bad King John, historian Mark Morris, uh, who wrote a biography on the king, um, was asked if he was really as bad in reality as he was made out to be in songs and stories and you know, Robin Hood, for example, um, to which he replied, no, much worse. In legend, he doesn't starve people to death. In reality, he does en masse. So a bad guy and also incompetent. Apparently, he was traveling um, his, what do you call it, like a litter? Like what, when you're in those... Uh a palaquin? Yeah, sure. Like a, you know. Is it where somebody's carrying them no, aloft or are no, they pulling we, them along yeah, the ground? More of a carriage kind of situation. Okay. Yeah. And they um, had all of these uh, boxes of various supplies and treasure, and they sunk into a marsh um, known as the Wash. It's a uh, very treacherous, muddy bank um, under the Cross Key Bridge in Lincolnshire, England, um, and it was all lost. He apparently lost the crown jewels because of this foolish uh, route when he was actually running away from his enemies at the time. So all around pretty bad guy. Or as Mark Morris would say, an absolute rotter. He also, M Morris himself wrote an article for The Telegraph where he says this is the most evil monarch in British history and calls him a lecherous traitor, a depraved tyrant, and a hopeless leader. He was also a serial rapist. Yeah. Just putting that in there. His enemies were not necessarily some sort of spoiled tyrants yearning for more power. They were saying, we've got to we got to get rid of this guy because he is such a pill. Yeah, big time. And I believe he had a brother um, who was known as Richard the Lionheart. Um, that actually comes into play in the Robin Hood story where he, King, good King Richard, comes back to depose, you know, King John. But anyway, the thing with the lost treasure is interesting because it's actually become kind of this like Dan Brown-esque sort of mystery of the secret treasure of Prince John, where in um, that area in England, there are several um, folks who have been trying to find it over the years uh, with no success. One guy, in fact, uh, claims that he can see the outline of it on a Google Earth image. So not exactly the most flattering guy uh, for all of these presidents to be connected to. The young lady who did the project, her <laughs> comment to a local news organization was, they all have the common trait of wanting power. So there's that. So folks, here we have a question for you, since we're all learning a lot about each other's families today. How many ancestors do you have? Well... If we're not, if we're saying living your dead, just any ancestors, doesn't matter if you talk to them or not, doesn't matter how long ago they lived, we would see some pretty easy math at first. You have two parents. They each have two parents, right? So you have two parents, four grandparents. They each have, each of your grandparents have two parents. So then you have eight great grandparents, four grandparents, two parents, and then you and so when we realize that this exponential growth as you go back in time through the generations applies to every single one of the 7.5 billion plus people living on the planet, you start to run into something weird. And the math, uh, the math doesn't check out after a certain amount of time. That's right, because when you look 
back and trace your theoretical ancestors in the way that you're talking about, you start to actually outpace the population. Um, in an article for Abroad in the Yard called The U.S. Presidents Who Descend from King John of England and Why You Probably Do Too, Lee Renner writes that if you go back 30 generations to the Middle Ages, you would theoretically have over 1 billion ancestors in that line uh, of your family tree. Yeah, and furthermore, if you continue down the line with this sort of growth, then it will double every step. And that means that just 40 generations ago, we would find that every person alive now has a trillion ancestors all living at the same time, which is impossible because Earth has never had that many people living on it. So how does this work out, Ben? Help us out with the uh, with the birthday math here. That's what I, that's what I like to call this kind of math. So this leads us to the concept of pedigree collapse, or as it's known in German, Ahinschwund. Ooh, what does that translate to? Uh, loss of lineage, roughly. Oh. Uh, coined by a guy named Robert C. Gunderson. Here's the gist. Without pedigree collapse, the family trees we just described for you, for Casey, for myself, for Noel, they all work the same way. They're binary. We've got you, the protagonist of the family tree, of course, your parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, and so on. Uh, because this grows eventually to exceed the total world population at the time, if not ever, we know that the family tree at some point has to be incorrect, this binary tree model. And this apparent paradox is explained by a couple of things, mainly shared ancestors, because a binary tree would assume that all of the people in all these trees are unique in some way. Instead of a tree consisting of all different individuals, a tree can have multiple places occupied by a single individual. Parents of an ancestor might be related to each other, not knowing that's a fact. Mm -hmm. uh, the offspring of two first cousins has at most, for example, only six great-grandparents instead of eight. And then this means that the family tree you have, the binary tree, looks a lot like an upside-down pyramid, but the real shape of it is more like a diamond. Oh, cool. And everyone we know has uh, some sort of common ancestor. It's true, and apparently it would only take about 2,000 to 3,000 years going back to find a period where that was the case, where we all Ooh. shared this common ancestor. And we have no idea who it is. Of course not, yeah. And the thing, too, is when you start getting into royal lineages, that really muddies the water, doesn't it? Because there is, uh, you know, uh, intentional inbreeding that happens in order to maintain the family bloodline or maintain, uh, you know, transfer of ownership of property within, Ooh. you know, a particular um, house, I guess, uh, and also just the lack of mating options within that echelon of society, right? Right. And we also have an added benefit here in the case of many aristocratic royal bloodlines or genealogies. We have much more robust documentation of what happened when and who was born to whom you know, other than the, like, the commoners. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car. I'd get that car. And I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonnevilles. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a, that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I, meant, I said El Camino <laughs> and I met Monte Carlo. I miss it. So uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running, but it it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, You know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So another interesting aside here is not only do we have a shared common ancestor two to 3,000 years ago, but at various points in early human history, we experienced an evolutionary bottleneck where there was a very small amount of human beings in general alive. A lot of our regional populations across the planet now are still descended from just a few people relatively. We can find a common link And in the case of the United Kingdom, or what we call the United Kingdom today, uh, those common links are 
surprisingly easy to find. Yeah, it's true. Andrew Miller of the University of Durham in England um, figured out that most anybody with Anglo-Saxon ancestry is likely to have descended from King Edward III, who ruled from 1312 to 1377. And when I say most anybody, I mean that that probability is close to 100 percent, 99.997, and that Edward III has around 100 million descendants in the British Isles, Europe, uh, the former British colonies, which of course includes the United States and Canada and also Australia. So we see that more people have more ancestors in common than we might have thought. Are we all playing some weird family-themed version of Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? The answer is kind of yes, but it's it's more with everyone you know. Uh, writing in Family Tree magazine with the article What is Pedigree Collapse? author Diane Haddad, and I think that's a cool last name, uh, says that a Rutgers University professor estimates 80% of historical marriages took place between second or first cousins. To Noel's earlier point, the idea of preserving not just a bloodline, but resources, property, inheritable goods, applied to uh, the the common folk as well as the aristocrats. And it may just have been a matter of people available, people you know. Folks didn't travel as widely as they do now. Oh, totally. Totally. And so this leads us to a uh, this leads us to another question. If it does indeed turn out that all human beings are in some way related, then does that mean that Miss Davignon was correct? Are all US presidents related? Well, yeah, sorta, kinda. Uh, but we do we do have one fun fact about I believe it was Franklin Roosevelt. Isn't that right, Noel? Yeah, so while that fifth-degree connection between FDR and Teddy Roosevelt is probably the most obvious surfacey one with them sharing that pretty memorable last name, um, you know, with the assumption of some sort of political dynasty that, uh, spoiler alert, no, you can't, it's not really a spoiler at this point, is not a thing, um, FDR was actually related to quite a few other presidents, including our odd man out of the whole King John debacle, President Martin Van Buren. Third cousins, twice removed to Teddy Roosevelt. How does that even work? I don't understand. Like, if Van Buren wasn't connected to King John, then how could he be third cousins to FDR, who uh, I (laughs) – it makes my head spin, Ben. Right. Yeah, it's surprising. In addition, that list, uh, the other presidents would include John Adams, James Madison, John Quincy Adams, uh, Buren, as you mentioned earlier, Noel, William Henry Harrison, Zachary Taylor, the uh, the guy with the arsenic – conspiracy theory about his death, Uh, Andrew Johnson, Ulysses S. Grant, Benjamin Harrison, Willie Taft, and of course, last but certainly not least, Teddy himself, Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, I think it's a total of 11 U.S. presidents, either by blood or by marriage. Mm -hmm. And now this leads to a question that we we would love to close on with you. Uh, The question you may have is, well, how many, how many people am I related to? Am I really related to everyone, guys? Am I related to uh, you, Casey, Ben, and Noel? The answer is yes, uh, distantly, distantly. Some geneticists estimate that we are all, all 7.5 billion plus of us are at least 50th cousins. Well, we're all made of star stuff, Ben. That's true. That's true. And and uh, is this bad for us genetically? No, not really. 
it's it's surprising and I think it's a little bit inspiring because there's so many people in the world that it can feel like a disconnected lonely place at times but everywhere you go in some way you're hanging out with your family hey man a fifth is fine 50th is definitely fine <laughs> right that's true uh, and as we close today the number for the world's population to show how much it has increased is seven five eight three one six five eight nine nine billion people. By 2025, our global family will be over 8 billion people. And who knows where our ridiculous history family will be. But uh, we want to thank you so much for checking out the show. Thanks for bearing with us on this one. This was a fun one, but it's, it was a little uh, circuitous. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed it very much, Ben. How about you? Yeah, likewise, likewise. Uh, we can only hope that Casey enjoyed it or at least tolerated us. He's making a face. He's making, he's making hopefully, a, the, the face of a saint. It's Any a fa- face he makes. It's the face of love. It's, it's literally looking into the face of goodness and love. Yes. Uh, and in addition to thanking Casey, uh, we'd, of course, like to thank you. We'd like to thank Alex Williams, who composed our track. That's true. We'd like to thank Mark Zuckerberg for inventing Facebook, where you can find us at Ridiculous History. We also have a pretty cool little Facebook group called The Ridiculous Historians. If you want to be a member, uh, you can do that. And there's some really fun conversations. And we're looking to mine some of the uh, suggestions there for future episodes. And uh, you can see Ben, little Ben, dressed up as a... A cowboy at Opryland as a child, and you can see me doing a karaoke song. That's just the kind of fun shenanigans we get up to at the Ridiculous Historians. Um, also, do us a solid. Leave us a review on iTunes where you, you gush. Just gush, if you don't mind. That would really be cool and help us out a whole lot. You can also check us out on Instagram. You can check us out on Twitter where we are uh, Ridiculous History or some variation thereof. And be sure to join us for our next episode when we explore the capture of Guam, which was relatively bloodless, cartoonishly fast, and all due to a uh, wild misunderstanding. So tune in. In in the meantime, of course, uh, if social media is not your thing, we want to hear from you. I mean, we're practically family now. You can write to us directly. We are ridiculous at howstuffworks.com. Uh, hey, Noel, it's, it's the end of this. Do, do you want to just go out on a sing-along? Let's do it. Okay. We, we are family. Everybody and sing. Oh, you know the words. I don't know. <laughs> we are family. 50th family. family. Oh, oh, God. Oh. Is it over? It's over. Let's make it over. It's over. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Avalon Waterways. Ben, are you in major need of a vacation right now? Noel, you're a mind reader. I am, and uh, aren't we all? We are. While cruising remains popular, there's something big happening in the industry, and that is, my friend, smaller ships. True story. The intimate ships of Avalon Waterways can go where the big ships can only dream, through winding passageways, rolling vineyards, and castled hills, into the heart of timeless cities and storybook villages. That sounds like a delight. See how Avalon's smaller ships promise greater discoveries, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time. Special offers await at AvalonWaterways.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.